subscribe. Pressbox Banter is the Daily Iowans weekly sports podcast. Each episode, we will talk about local, national, and international sports, host a special guest, and talk predictions for upcoming games. This week's edition features soccer player Josie Durr, who comes on to talk about her seven years as a Hawkeye athlete and the NCAA tournament. This episode was recorded on Tuesday, November 14th, notably before the news that Cooper DeGene suffered an injury that would take him out for the rest of the football season. Welcome back to another edition of Pressbox Banter. This is Assistant Sports Editor Colin Botsmeyer. This is Kenna Roaring, Sports Editor. And this is the Pre-Game Editor, Matt McGowan. So to start today, we are going to have just a pre-brief, sorry, brief discussion of uh, the UNI game with the women's basketball. Um, I was present. It was uh, crammed circumstances. The uh, UNI guy who was sitting next to me didn't even work or anything he just was on his phone and then would clap when they scored and he breathed and coughed on me probably like five times um so it's a miracle i'm still standing today (laughs) knock on wood well i'll have to knock on wood later but um i can't reach it i've got to i'm superstitious i'm sorry there you go I don't want to get sick. All right. <laughs> um, early on, I mean, not that it was really relevant because they won by four million points, but um, it was a closer game than you would have expected. I think Iowa was up 15 going into halftime. I think it was something like that. Um, so it was a little bit closer than you would have expected after they were coming off the Virginia Tech win. Um, but, yeah, and the... Towards the end of the third quarter, Caitlin Clark um, had an and one layup to break the all-time scoring record at Iowa for women's basketball. Um, passes Megan Gustafson. Gustafson. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the most impressive part about that is that she is in her fourth, true fourth year, um, having done that, and I mean. Technically, it, it, it's pretty close to her third year. I mean, we're three games in now to her fourth year. Um, I think that's the most impressive part about it, especially, you know, typically when you're a freshman and sophomore, you don't see many minutes. She kind of had a higher volume than other players typically do, and now she's the all-time leading scorer, and she could just completely almost double the record with a whole season left and, and next year as well if she decides to come back, which she will, so... That's my take. Yeah, no, it was, so I was watching the game. Uh, borrowed my friend's Hulu account. was able to find it on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, nice turnaround shot in the post and one. I believe that Connor McCaffrey was there to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Don't know if any other people were, but obviously a lot of UNI fans there. That place is packed. I was talking with John, our sports coach. He said that place is not designed to hold that many people. Uh, Colin Votzmeyer was actually there. Yeah, another, I know. Another, so we, another yeah. famous person nah, okay. that you forgot to mention. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you and I is like a, it's like Cameron Indoor, man. Just like. <laughs> At the wooden benches? I told, <laughs> yeah, the... I told John this, man. It's like Cameron Indoor. It's just if you 
made Cameron Indoor really, really uh, low major, I guess would be the polite way to put it. Huh? I'm kidding, but it was a nice environment. It was good. It was loud, good crowd. Um, they had the band right behind me. I was telling John this as well. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses uh, was the first song that they played. After that, I was just hearing ringing in my ears. <laughs> um, and then I had a guy who was breathing and coughing on me as well. So, But hey, Caitlin Clark's a record holder, so I guess there's some positives to come out of yeah. that. So, but yeah, good atmosphere. It was, a, it was a good experience. Yeah, good game for, I mean, good game that held it. Um, at one point, I think you and I was like three of something from the field like oh, they poor shooting on both sides in the first half Iowa pulls away pulls away um and all with Caitlin Clark Gabby, Gabby Marshall bounce back game she was 0 of 9 from 3 in the first two games and then she hit multiple five, five, five. five three pointers so yeah. great bounce back game from her they're gonna need her down to stretch so yeah it's huge I guess we can just move on to talking about the Iowa Rutgers game football um probably had their most complete all-around team win of the season um offense put up over 400 yards and the defense earned their first shutout of the season um the first half even though Iowa only went into the locker room up 3-0 I think the offense just like looked different they kind of were in more of a rhythm and they were in a rhythm before Deacon threw that um interception right before halftime but he said post game that they still kind of felt confident even after that because they were driving multiple times and then in the fourth quarter especially um we saw more Caleb Brown and um yeah the offense was just in a rhythm that's the first time that we've had over 400 yards in I think it was like 38 or 39 games it was Maryland right it was Maryland in 2021 yeah, I think Maryland oh. was the last. Mm-hmm. That's uh, safe to say it's been some time since Iowa's put up an yes. offense like this. And even still, at the end of the day, though, it only yielded twenty-two points, <laughs> not yes. even not even twenty-five. But you know the. Um, yeah. At the very end, though, when they did kneel, they could have easily kicked a field goal and got yeah. to twenty-five points, yeah. but they didn't. I thought they were going to score. Underbetters everywhere were freaking out. Yeah. They, Matt included. It was a hypothetical bet. Hypothetical. Just trying to uphold my twenty-one and nine record. Yeah. So Iowa, <laughs> Iowa clinched a share of the Big Ten West title with the win over Rutgers, and can outright clinch the Big Ten West title with the win over Illinois. Um, I don't really think any of us really thought they would be able to clinch it like before the final game, but. Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska have all been losing the past couple weeks, and that's helped out Iowa. So, yeah, this uh, was everyone else in the Big Ten West seems to be falling, and Iowa just stays steady. They're the only team in the Big Ten West of six wins. It's crazy to think. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I love uh, <clears throat> Madison, Wisconsin. Great. Great area. I love going up there, but that that football team is just they are in shambles. It's a dumpster fire. The players' fire. quotes after the game, they were not happy. It's they a were, yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to didn't the safety say like I did pull. not commit to Wisconsin to play to play like this or something, something like, like that. that? Yeah, let me pull it up. Of course, very classless so, uh, classless team up there in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Great <laughs> town, great town. Love the atmosphere. Love all my friends. 
uh, who who go to school there, but uh, couldn't happen to a better team than Wisconsin TBH. Yeah, Wisconsin I am just... not a fan. Oh, here we go. I found him. I found him. Uh, this is from the quarterback Tanner Mordecai. I want to know who has a big give a you know give an expletive factor in this program. I'll be paying attention to all that. And here's from the Badger safety Hunter Wooler. There's nothing to say after getting your asses kicked. We just got pushed around in the field. For some reason, we had nothing to say about it. We came out soft. We came out flat. We have zero energy on either side of the ball. We got whooped around the field. There's no answer to getting smoked. This is to Northwestern. Wow. There is no answer. In Madison, Wisconsin, in a team that allegedly is supposed to produce Heisman winners and yada, yada, yada. No, we're not going to go into the Malkinick. Um, That was... The complete opposite vibes of Iowa's press conference after the game. That was probably, yeah. It was very upbeat. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Kirk, well, he was crying after on Big Ten, and they got him again in the the media room after the game. But all the players were very happy, cracking jokes. It just, like, felt felt different than any other press conference, and the offense just seemed like it, it clicked like it hadn't before. Yeah, Kirk was in his bag that press conference, man. Making fun of Deacon Hill's car. Kind of calling him fat. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but at the end of the day, a coach doesn't do that unless he has complete, total confidence and trust in his quarterback, which Kirk does. And Kirk has a very dry sense of humor, and 99% of the time he's just joking, but a lot of people don't get that sometimes. I don't know how he was. I thought he was going to, the waterworks almost started. He was close. Someone asked him. They're like, Coach, all your players, they keep talking about you, about how you've kept this team together. And he just retracts his face. He gets all red. And I'm like, oh, no, here it goes. And then My heart split drops. second later, he's yep. like, yeah. yep, good good team win. Good. But That's what we do. <laughs> That's know. what we do here at Iowa Football. Uh, sometimes you just got to gauge, you know, who's going to be quarterback one. Uh and there's no there's no chance we've got all the trust in Deacon, so yeah. <laughs> um Terrible but you know, question. he's gonna be extra... Hey, my Cooper DeGene one was good. Okay, well do you want me to hit the Cooper DeGene? No, one? please. Moving on. I'm about to That was a bad Kirk Burr expression though. He's gonna be he's gonna be extra waterworks if Iowa clinches. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just it's super cool, especially for the seniors that they get to possibly clinch the Big Ten West title in Kinnick in their last game at Kinnick, and you know the crowd will be crazy. The crowd helped for six false start penalties, mm-hmm. and um, after the game, the Rutgers coach did say it was because of the crowd noise. He didn't say that it was, I don't know, anything else. And I doubted that Kinnick crowd. I picked Rutgers to win. They were a decent team going into this. Big Ten's leading rusher, mobile quarterback. They did nothing. That, that leading rusher at 39 rushing yards, 23 of which were on the opening drive. Just And the quarterback, I think he had two ru- negative two rushing yards or two rushing yards. Either way, negative they were two. reduced to nothing. Iowa, with Kinnick behind them, is a very hard team to beat. Only lost once this year, albeit on a questionable call, to say, to say the least. <clears throat> yeah, I just uh, saw a lot of green and I <laughs> decided to run to it. So yeah, I just I love playing that side of the ball. Um, it's a lot of fun when the ball's in my hand. Um, yeah, it's great to be out there with my guys. Thanks for the insight, Cooper. <laughs> Appreciate that. We'll push around that later. You're welcome. 
And just have this, no three and outs yeah. for the Iowa offense against Rutgers. I mean, even when our off, uh, even when Iowa's offense was a bit better. I mean, when's I don't know when the last time we've had a game with the last time Iowa's had a game without a three and out. Yeah, Brian was in his bag. He called a great game. Probably since the Nile Kinnick speech. I mean, they had 40 passing plays, 30 rushing yards. No, yeah, no, 40 rushing, 30 passing. There's no The day that Iowa has more passing attempts than rushing attempts, I lose my mind. Yeah, and um, Higgins, he said today at media, like he, he feels a huge difference from when the defense plays just 40 snaps, which is what they played against Rutgers, versus like when they play like 80 snaps against Penn State earlier this season it's um so yeah he was like I'm ready to go out there and play two games now or whatever so that's it just helps um the defense keep them fresh Soundstripe Hi everyone, we're here with Josie Durer, a seventh year player for the Iowa women's soccer team. She has scored in both the Big Ten tournament and the first round of the NCAA tournament, and she's here to talk with us. How's it going? It's going good. I'm glad to be here. All right, same here. So starting off, you know, take me back to that sh- uh, the game against Wisconsin, that final. Um, you draw a penalty, and you're taking that penalty kick. Well, what's what's that like? Well, I wasn't even planning or trying to get a penalty. I was honestly just going for the ball most of the time. You're kind of trying to draw a penalty kick when you're going into those situations. But, um, yeah, so I drew the penalty, and as I was stepping up to take it, I knew this is probably going to be one of the biggest chances of the game. So it's kind of stay focused, stay calm, try to try to just place it and do what you normally do. We practice penalties all the time, so I was, like, just trying to replicate what we did in practice. So how were you? Would you get tripped or something? Um. Yeah, I was running. I was tracking the ball on a cross. I kind of got overhit. And um, beat the defender to the ball, kind of put my body between her and the ball, and then she just kind of tackled me. Yeah. What were your teammates telling you as you're lining up to take that shot? Oh, uh, they didn't really say much. I don't think they wanted to make me more nervous than I already was. They were just kind of like, oh, you got it, you got it. Not much more than that because anything else would kind of make you a little nervous. Did you feel any pressure? I mean, that was the only shot you guys had all game. Yeah, I had no idea. I just, I honestly, I just learned that that was the only shot like yesterday. I was like, oh man. Um, but no, I was no. I don't really, I don't really get that nervous in like situations like that. Just kind of practice all my life for soccer, so it's not really worth getting nervous over, kind of thing. How do you really practice penalty kicks? Do you have a certain strategy you go to? Um. Yeah, I do the same thing every time. So that was just kind of repetitive at that point. Okay. So no, you don't look at the goaltender tendencies or anything like that. No, I changed my way one time in the Purdue game this year, and I it didn't work. Totally missed the goal, oh, no. so I was like, no, I'm going back to my old ways. <laughs> okay, then, uh, then you know, after, so how did it feel to win that Big Ten title, first eight seed to do it? Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, we did it in 2020, and it was the exact same thing. We beat Penn State, we beat Wisconsin, so that was pretty awesome to have it be like a exact replica of that. But um. No, it's just awesome. You work your whole season for it. So it's, I mean, especially with ours, we didn't think we made the tournament. And then last second, everybody lost that needed to lose for us to make it into the tournament. So ended up winning that. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I remember we were talking with uh, Eva last week, and she was like, you guys were all sad, crying. And then your head coach walks in, and it's like, we're in. Like, yeah. What was that moment like? Yeah, he let us all cry. He let us all <laughs> hug, make it seem like our season was over. And then he's like, 
but we're playing again next week. And we were all like, wait, what? What? And he's like, yeah, Northwestern lost. Somebody else, I can't remember who the other team was. He's like, they both lost, so we're in the tournament. And we're like, you could have told us before we spent the last five minutes crying thinking our season was over. Wow. And then um, the game against Bucknell, the first round, there was the Iowa women's soccer set the attendance record at home. So what was it like playing in front of so many fans? It was awesome. I mean, you always want to play in front of people that enjoy the game and stuff like that. And um, obviously, we don't normally draw that big of a crowd, mm. not anywhere close to that. So just seeing that people are following us and seeing that people are like invested in what we're doing is pretty awesome. And then that game, I was no, I always had had my Twitter notifications on because I was covering a basketball game. But just seeing it was scoreless for so long. Like, how do you? What's the mindset like in a game that's zero zero after seventy minutes? Yeah, I mean, we had the ball the whole time, so we should have definitely gone up early, but we didn't, obviously, and all the shots we had on goal was kind of frustrating to not get one, get one in the back of the net, but um, it's hard because you start to think, oh, we, we got the ball, we, we got the shots, like we got all that stuff, so it's like you kind of get like focused on that, and then one little slip-up could put in a goal in the other way, and then uh-huh. it's a completely different game. So I think just staying focused on, like, we got to get one in the back of the net, like, even though we're doing well, we're um, dominating the game. Like, soccer's one of those sports that at any moment the other team can score and put one in the back of the net. So I think just staying focused on, like, what we were trying to do was most important. And talk about that first goal. Oh, man. Um, credit to Eliotto. She did all the work for that. I just put it in the back of the net. Um, no, so she kind of was bobbling around in the box. It ended up on my foot. I laid it off to Ellie. Ellie turned, kind of got fouled. I think everybody kind of stopped because they thought it was going to be a PK call, but I didn't hear a whistle. The ball was right in front of me. I was like, oh, I might as well shoot it, and it scored. But I think the goalkeeper kind of stopped because she thought it was going to be a PK, but played with the whistle, I guess. Okay. Um, and now moving on to the, yeah, the second round. Um, what do you see in Georgia? Yeah, I mean, we haven't really talked a lot about Georgia yet. We kind of saved that for couple of days before we don't mm-hmm. want to get too stressed out or anything like that mm-hmm. but I'm just looking at the record and like they're a four seed or a five seed both won our conference tournaments to get in kind of I think it's going to be a pretty good matchup I mean just looking at all the stuff we've seen so far like we pretty much pair up pretty well against them and we're pretty similar teams so I think it'll be a fun game I think it'll be a lot like the Bucknell game. So you've been at Iowa a long time like looking back when you just got to Iowa City, um, just looking back at your journey, what would you kind of like tell your, tell yourself back then because of what you know now? Like how, was, how has this journey been? It's definitely changed a lot with a lot of injuries and stuff like that. And um, coming in injured I think was probably one of the harder things because I didn't really click with the team right away because I was always kind of off doing my own thing. So I think um, just, just telling myself, hang in there. It's going to get better. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to make a ton of awesome friends and make a lot of memories. So I think it's hard to see that as a freshman, but like looking back now, it's like all of that stuff, everything that I went through was worth it after all the things we've accomplished now. And when, when do you guys leave to go, um, to South Carolina? We leave tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. And so do you know, kind of like what, what are, what do you guys do in those days leading up to the game? Is it a lot of practice or rest? Do you guys get any free time? We get quite a bit of rest, quite a bit of free time. We'll have practice for a couple hours in the morning or something like that, and then we have time to do our homework and just kind of hang out, go out to dinner. I don't know. 
I think this one might be a little different. We got. I think we have a meeting or two to go just because we're in the tournament now, so we got some some stuff like that to do. But yeah, we get a lot of free time, a lot of downtime, a lot of time to just like relax our legs and get ready, mentally ready and physically ready for the games. My questions are not often very related to the subject material. Um, I'm curious. So when I play FIFA, and I like I have like a penalty kick. And then, like, the goalie always jumps, like, the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like, why does that happen? I've talked to my goalkeeper, Macy, a lot about that. And she's like, honestly, we just kind of try to read you guys as best as we can. And we just kind of pick away and we just kind of go with it. Because at the end of the day, like, it's hard to choose which way you're going to go. She's like, so if you stutter at all or anything like that, you have less of a chance than just, like, picking and going. So what's, like, the strategy then as the person kicking the penalty kick? Oh, uh, kick it hard enough that if they get a hand on it or something that it's going to break their hand and kind of go in, like, their wrist breaks. Because that's kind of what happened on mine. She got a whole hand on it, but since I kicked it hard enough, her her wrist kind of unlocked, and when she hit it, it hit obviously still went into the goal. Have you ever soared a ball over the goal in a penalty kick? Not in college, but in high school I did. I do that a lot in FIFA, too. Yeah, I'm not a great FIFA That's player. easy to do. What what VO are you putting on your shots? What you Velocity there. Oh, have I you have, ever measured it at I all? I have no idea. They've okay. never measured it. Hmm. I was just going to ask, when did you first start playing soccer? Did you play any other sports? And when did you kind of realize that you wanted to play soccer in college? Yeah, so I played soccer, I don't know, since for like 20 years, something crazy like that. I have no idea when I started for sure, but... um. I was big into basketball. I spent a lot of time debating between playing soccer or basketball in college. But then I decided um, that I hated basketball practice. So I figured that if I hated basketball practice, I probably shouldn't play it in college. And then um, I also high jumped in track. But other than that, just those three things. What were the college offers like for basketball? Um, I, didn't really, I didn't really pursue it that far. I kind of was like, yeah, no. I had a couple... Division one offers from like smaller Division one schools in like Kentucky and over in that area, but um, I didn't pursue it long enough to like get a lot of offers or anything like that. So how did you manage seven years of eligibility? How did that? How does that work? Injuries and COVID. How so many injuries? My freshman year, I tore my quad. Wow. My I did I actually did that my last game of my high school career, and it kind of carried over into freshman year. Sophomore year, I played. Junior year I played. Senior year was the COVID year, so we played, but it didn't necessarily count. Uh-huh. My fifth year, I tore my ACL. My sixth year, I played, and then my seventh year, I played. Huh. So there's no room for an eighth year? No. Uh, oh, no. Has that settled in yet? <laughs> yeah, it has. It has. I definitely went into this season, like, knowing it was my last. I mean, last season, I guess I did that. But this year, I was like, it's definitely my last season, and... um. Yeah, I was just trying to have fun, trying to see where it went. I mean, winning a Big Ten championship is a pretty way to end your, pretty good way to end your um, college career. So, what were like the emotions playing at the soccer field at Iowa for like the last time? It was honestly fun to play again because we kind of let all of our emotions out in the Maryland game because we thought that that was going to be our last game because we didn't think we'd get any more. But um, no, I think the attendance record, scoring a goal, and then just playing um the first ever home NCAA game was just kind of like the perfect way to play your last college soccer game on your home field so I don't think 
there was a, there wasn't necessarily like sad emotions. It was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of awesome kind of thing. And then going back to basketball, you led the state in steals your senior year, but like, what'd you hate about basketball practice? It was like the box out drills. I just <laughs> thought they were so boring. They were so long for no reason. Like basketball, you just they just keep going. They just keep going forever. I feel like soccer, you kind of get in and out. Okay, I don't know. I thought. Well, Colin, I know he's Matt a big basketball guy. No, I don't. No, no, I don't. I'm just saying. I feel like. I don't know why are soccer soccer practices. Are you saying they're shorter? Yeah, because I feel like basketball, you shoot and then you dribble, and you play defense, and then you practice your offense, and then you scrimmage. Where soccer isn't that the same as soccer? There's oh, dribbling, oh, there's oh, there's yeah, passing, there's shoot. Soccer, you do a couple little like small sided drills, then you play elevens, okay. then you're out of there. Okay. Yeah. Another time, man. Matt, walk what? us through your <laughs> high school practices. <laughs> I don't know. In whatever sport they were, I don't know. I'm not. Fu- Just give me that question. Right. They, they were. I think they were like uh, two hours each. For what sport? I don't know. basketball. It was like two hours. Oh, as standard it was like two hours. Didn't you play football senior year? Yeah, they were like two hours too. With the glasses on? No, dear God, no. So you weren't a receiver then. Uh, Lineman? No. You probably couldn't do anything else if you can't see without the glasses. <laughs> I, I'm, not, so I'm not blind. I can you, see you right now. What, so what position? We've been, they had me at linebacker, but I cannot play. I should have played defensive end, if anything, but I never played, so it's fine. Anyway, um, being that you're, it's in your seventh year, like, did you ever get any flack for just being the oldest one on the team? Oh, all the time. Yeah? I got a ton last year, and then this year was just – I got Nick and great-grandma. Oh, Wow. Was yeah. was, was so was, was a grandma gra- last year? Yeah, not great grandma. Sam Carey actually yeah. got grandma, and now I got great grandma. There you go. So, right. so where where are you at like academically? Like, do you have like I like a grad degree then? No, I don't. Or did you, like, so stop doing... I graduated with my like undergrad. Okay. Like, uh, what was it? three years ago? Two and a half years ago? Whatever. Four and a half years I graduated with that. And then every year after that, I was like, oh, this is my last year. I'm not going to start a grad program. And then every year I ended up getting hurt or, like, I ended up getting convinced to come back. And then, like, last semester, I wasn't even here in the spring semester. I wasn't taking classes or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just, yeah, I got certificates, minors, major. Wow. Yeah. So you're pretty qualified on the LinkedIn profile. I, I hope so. <laughs> all right, perfect. You're a suitable candidate for all jobs. I hope so. What is your major? Exercise science. Okay. It's like one job. Physical therapist, right? That's, that's what the plan was, but I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> so now we got to find a new path. Professional soccer player. I've, I've been told maybe that, but the injuries are keeping me from that. Um, I was going to ask you about your injuries. Um, just looking back on your college career and the adversity you faced, like, do you wish any of that was different, or do you think that all kind of played into where you are now? Um, no, I don't, I don't wish it was different. I mean, being hurt sucked, and, like, having to sit out was terrible. But um, I think at the end of the day, it just made me appreciate, like, the opportunity that I had and, like, made me really, like, when I can get back out on the field, like, you literally never know when you're going to get hurt again. So I think just, like, playing with that mindset and, like, giving it all every single time you go on the field was a big thing that I learned because I feel like in high school maybe I kind of, like, just skated by every now and then. But um, when I started getting injured after injury after injury, it was, like, just kind of don't take it for granted kind of thing.
Fine. Okay. Well, I got a question. Last week, we talked to Eva, and she talked about recording those hype videos. Now, they're pretty awkward to do. Can you explain? Like, when you guys record those videos, there's like, oh, let's go, and you got to say that, like, what's that like? I'm probably the worst person to ask. <laughs> I was in and out of that in, like, 15 minutes, and the whole team was, like, spending an hour doing it. I was like, oh. No, I don't, I don't know. It's so awkward. Like, the whole team sitting there, we're all huddled around each other, just watching one person up there. It's so awkward, but... You have fun with it. You're going to make fun of a few people here and there. You're yeah. get a laugh, joke around. It's it's fun, but I don't partake in a lot of that. I'm just very much like I'm going to take my five pictures and I'm going to call it a day. Yeah. Okay. Did it ever, did it ever change as you got older? No. Right, I would right. say it got worse got, as I got older. Yeah. I was m- so much more just, like, uh, you, can let the younger, you can let the younger kids do that. Okay. Um, are there any other times that you felt like, man, what are any moments where you felt like, man, I've been here so long? Yeah, I mean, every day at practice, I feel like it's like, oh, just another day. It's been doing this for seven years. No, I, I mean, it helped that they don't announce me as like a seventh-year senior when I run out. Just, That's good. I'm just a senior. I haven't even gotten the red shirt or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be the kicker. It would be like, oh, seven years. Yeah. But they, they didn't do that to me, thankfully. When do you, when you tell people your age, they look surprised? I lie. I you lie? Everybody, I'm 23. Okay. And they buy it? Some people do. Nice. <laughs> does that, on a more positive note, does that ever, like, like being a little bit older than everyone else, like, translate to confidence? Like, where you go out on the pitch, I guess I should call it, and be like, okay, I can just kill everybody out here because I've been doing this for however many years and I have that experience? I feel like experience-wise, yeah. I feel like it's like, oh, like, I've been in, like, these high-pressure situations. Like, I've been in, like, pretty much every situation you can be on on a soccer field. So it's like nothing's, like, kind of surprising to me anymore. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, confidence-wise, I feel like at this point I'm just kind of like I've been doing this for so long that it's just another day doing playing soccer or whatever, so, yeah. With with your experience, is there anyone who's, like, younger on the team, even, like, like underclassmen younger, so, like, first two years, maybe first three years, um, who, like, you feel like has potential to be, like, who came in, you were like, okay, this person's really good out of all the people I've seen. Yeah, I think this year, um, Sophia Bush and um, Millie Greer, they're freshmen. They're both crazy good, and I think they're going to be really good by the time they're seniors. After a couple more years of experience, so they're going to do they're going to do good things at Iowa Soccer for sure. And then I'll say, what's your head coach like? I know there's kind of like that viral clip of him. I think it was after the Penn State game where he just goes like this or something on the sidelines. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's 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 good. He he's always really positive with us and like. Um, just encourages us to have a lot of fun playing soccer and like don't take it for granted like have fun while you're doing the things that you're doing and like he's always excited and happy for us whenever we do big things so yeah if i if i told you you need to pick one like soccer highlight to put like on like a Josie Durr mixtape what would it be one soccer highlight there's this clip of me in the 2020 Big Ten game, I was I was it was in a corner kick and I was on the goal line actually and um, I saved I saved three shots just off my chest on the goal line and then one of my teammates one of my good friends Sammy um, went to clear the ball and cleared it into the goal and I blocked it off the goal line again so I got drilled in the chest like four times in a row and it was just like the craziest most hectic like 30 seconds of my life but. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. So I feel like that would be... Did it leave a welt? I had a couple bruises, but it was worth it. 
They should credit you with four saves. They should. They should. I should, I should tell Macy that I need to have four of her saves for that game. Yeah. What, would, what would the song to that mixtape be? I have no idea. No I'm no not idea. good at that. Okay. <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> Just the sound. Like boom, right. boom, four. <laughs> four <laughs> sounds of the... Uh, <laughs> um, another non-serious question. When I play, like, soccer with my friends, I'm terrible at soccer. But, like, when I go to play with them, I can't kick the ball in the air. So, like, how do I, like, what's the goal to kick? They always say, like, hit it off, like, like right here. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you, like, what's the, they always, like, get your foot under the ball. Yeah. How, like, you gotta hit is the, there any way to explain that? You gotta, you gotta use, use your, like, um, big toe, pretty much. The side of it, not top of it. We don't want to toe ball it. You gotta scoop, you gotta scoop under the ball and kind of lean back. Yeah, see, I've tried that. Work. <laughs> you gotta keep your ankle locked. You gotta I keep your that, ankle really firm. But then when I do that, then I soar over the ball. <laughs> I can never get it like accurate. Well, you gotta you gotta get a good balance between leaning back and leaning forward. Okay, so you can't lean too, too far much. back. If you go too far back, it's gonna go way over. But if you lean oh, way okay. over, it's gonna go on the ground. Okay, so it's kind of like FIFA. I'm kidding, but <laughs> okay, interesting. So do you like? So then, why do they say like hit it with like the inside of your foot? Is that I just mean, for passing? Sure. Yeah, yeah, for passing, passing right? it's the inside of your foot. Passing. If you want, like, a harder <laughs> shot, you want to use your laces or, like, where we were just See, talking how about. how do you get your laces all the <laughs> way up on the ball? It's crazy. You just got to turn your ankle. <laughs> keep your toes pointed ankle down. Mobility. What about, like, juggling? Aren't you supposed to, like, curl your toes? And no, like, you're supposed your to keep up? your ankle down and flat. Wait, down and flat? Yeah, like, I've heard like keep straight it like down. This. If you keep toes up, it's going to come back and hit you. When I'm juggling? Yeah. If your toes are straight up. So it's supposed to be down and flat? Yeah. I've been lied to this whole time. I mean, it kind of depends on how you're juggling, right? If you're doing small juggles, like below your knee, then you kind of have your toe up just a little bit. You don't want it up very far. Not but if like, you're doing like... See, like when I do it, I have it like all the way flat. Oh, yeah. No, that's not, that's not going to go that's well. I can't <laughs> hey, learning new things. I need to try this. What's your record for juggling? During COVID, I... This is actually kind of a funny story. I was out in my yard juggling. I was at like 2,000... 500 something in a car yeah and a car drove by and honked yeah and distracted me i looked up took my eye off the ball for one second i dropped it and now i've I've swore off juggling since then does that ever get like boring for you no you kind of just get just for like two kind of get like 500 how'd you count it 2800 2500 that's that's honestly the hardest part is staying keeping count but no i just kind of get i don't know kind of dazed off in it and just go I can get like 10. That's good. Use, like, That's actually pretty good. I use my knees a lot though. Have you ever done like a header and then just seen like stars after? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that like when, right, when it hits off like the front of your noggin? No, that's where you want to hit it. Uh, right here. Right here. So you get like, the stars. You, you get here, the stars when you hit it off the top of your head. Yeah, I've had that. <laughs> yeah, you want to use your I'm forehead. And that helps. Yeah. But I don't have like enough room on my forehead. Like otherwise it's going to hit my glasses. You know what I'm saying? So like what are this? I mean like I mean like right spot? here. That'll work. It'll work, yeah. I mean you might you might get the stars there, but how do you like aim a header? You just like You just Do you use your head? I just ball? hope. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done like a diving play where you like just Ooh, like a bicycle kick? Oh yeah, bicycle kick. You done a bicycle kick? No. I did I, that one time. No way. I tried one time in high <laughs> no school. <way. laughs> it didn't work. Okay. And it hurt my back too. Yeah, I tried one time in high school and hurt my neck and back. I was like, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Kelly Kelly um, McGordy actually, 
She's the one that does the diving headers and the bicycle kick. She scored a bicycle kick at practice a couple weeks ago. It's pretty cool. She probably has a concussion. She's gonna If you ever watch her, she's not afraid to stick her head in anywhere. She's, she's gonna go down with some CTE. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. Here comes a serious question. <laughs> so what what are your feelings like heading in to the second round game? What's the vibes of the team right now? I think everybody's just trying to have a good time. I mean, like I said before, we're not supposed to technically be here. We weren't supposed to make the Big Ten tournament, which in turn wouldn't have let us make, like, the NCAA tournament. So I think everybody's just kind of like, oh, we got a second chance. Let's just have a good time. Let's just play for each other kind of thing. I don't think any. I don't think – I mean, everybody's taking it serious, right? But everybody's trying not to take it, like, too serious that we're, like, overly stressed and overly nervous about the game. So I think just focusing on just having a good time. We always play well when we're just having a good time, so – yeah. Do you enjoy watching soccer? No, I don't. It's the same, 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 same thing. Same thing. Soccer players say they don't like watching soccer. It's so boring. <laughs> that's why I don't. That's why I don't blame people for like. like everybody's tennis. like, I can't come to your game, and I'm like, I love watching tennis. That's terrible. I'd rather watch bad soccer than tennis. I love watching tennis. But then it's like, yeah, it's okay. yeah but go ahead. It's like I'll I'll play tennis. I love. For lack of a better word, spanking the ball back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just so boring to watch. It's just back and forth and back and forth. But then, like, I play golf. People say, like, watching golf is so boring. It's so entertaining. I'll watch golf all day. You know what I'm saying? Soccer yeah. is. Like, how do you watch film in a soccer game if you're just standing, like, kind of, like, passing the ball around back and forth? Like, there's really not, like, a lot to watch a lot of the time, right? I mean, you're watching, like, the other people. You're not watching the ball. You're watching people off the ball when you're watching film. Like the defenders? Yeah, and your teammates. Just see if they're checking into the right pockets and where the defenders are shifting. And So you just got to, like, lock in for 90 minutes to just watch? Oh, no, you don't watch You don't watch your whole game. You I mean, you do, but clips. you watch some clips, yeah. It's oh. like, yeah, clips, like a couple-minute long cl- clips. So when the penalty shot was the only shot on goal, was that a tough film to watch? Or the only shot in general, isn't it? Yeah. To be well, honest, I haven't I haven't watched that game. Uh, you're in trouble. <laughs> what? They'll be fine. Not you. Oh no. Did I say no? No. <laughs> and then you looked at me like I was targeting you. Oh no. I'm tar- you're targeting our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Not we got to hold them accountable. <laughs> That's why we're here. They got to answer the tough questions. Speaking of watching soccer, I told Eva this, but the very first full soccer game that I ever watched was you guys versus Penn State in the Big Ten tournament. And now I actually kind of like soccer. I enjoyed watching you guys play. I, f- I feel like it definitely depends on the game. Yeah, that was a fun game. So that was probably a good game to watch if it was your first one ever. But there are some that are boring. Yeah, I played soccer in like preschool. And then I just never watched it because, yeah, I thought it was so boring. And I was, was like – and I – one of the things – I always was like, why do they keep going backwards and not towards their goal? But that's just, that's like, just what you do. I, I get, I get in trouble a lot for that. So I feel your pain on that one. I thought that was like a good thing to do. Sometimes. To like set up the play or whatever. Sometimes. Is it like, oh no, that's hockey. But then like, wait, so I've never understood this. How does offsides work in soccer? Oh my goodness. That's such a hard thing to explain. Isn't it like, uh, you have to, like the offensive player. Let the guy who's never played soccer before. I, my siblings it. play soccer. My dad, shout out, shout out, Tom, Illinois Wesleyan, uh, offensive and defensive MVP. 
So yeah. your dad knows. Your he dad agreed. knows. He yeah. He'll watch soccer and, and be like, by defunct, by defunct, you know, the, and the not, genes passed it, on. Not the seventh year, two well, time Big Ten champion. When you can explain soccer it, player. I'll see if I'm right or wrong. No, 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 no. no. Let's have let's have her explain okay. it, and then you're gonna correct her. Sure. That's what we're gonna do. That's how we're gonna do this. Go no, no, I'm not gonna explain. So ahead. you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but offsides is when one team's offensive player is behind the last defender of the defending team. Yeah, it's like cherry picking. Yeah, thank you. But like, if I kick it and then my teammate. Runs behind, you can do that. Yeah, but so it depends be, on the ball. They can't it depends start on when the ball. Right? Yeah, you just can't they start, can't start there. Front. They can run by, like behind. Yeah, and well, you can't start there and come back on sides and get the ball. Once you're offside, you're kind of offside until the play's kind of over. Okay, but when the ball's in the air, you can go after it. As long as you were onside when you started. Is it hard to be conditioned in soccer? Because yeah. like at one point you can like just like stop and. Could go like back and forth a little bit, but then another time you could sprint like the full length of the field, especially as like a midfielder. I feel like it's twice as hard, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard, but like when you do it for as long as you do it, it kind of gets easier. But I mean, we spend a lot of time conditioning in the summer, a lot of time. You guys do like sprints until you puke? No, not until we puke. <laughs> we do like sprints, long distance, speed and agility. We used to do that in basketball practice where we'd put a garbage can at the middle of the uh court and then you everyone would just run until they throw up oh that that sounds like fun you guys never had to do that is that why you quit basketball not quit but didn't continue to pursue that um no i've never had that happen i've never done that yeah it does a little bit you excited to go to south carolina better weather and you were saying uh we were talking about before the show but um it was pretty cold that bucknell game right yeah it was freezing it's brutal, honestly. Yeah, do not you have you haven't gotten used to it seven years? No, it was like so cold that the, the um, Gatorade was starting to turn into slush. The field was frosted over. It was it was co- it was cold. <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Why'd you give me like an ad lib on what I said? You ad libbed what I said. Yeah, I said it was decent. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you ad-libbing me? <laughs> All right. I'll quote you. Quote, that's decent. You didn't say that. Was, I don't know. I just You're like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Like, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kyle. Kinnick. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Have you ever seen, like, the pregame speech of, like, Niall Kinnick at the football games? <laughs> you can never understand what he's saying. He's always like, <laughs> it's like, dude, it's 1939. What did you just say? <laughs> what? You have to have the technology to carry over. So, but you say you haven't gotten used to like playing colder weather after seven years here. It still is a pain because you're yeah. from Iowa. I am from Iowa. Well, yeah, no, it's still a pain. Okay. It's so cold sometimes. Just not fun playing in the cold? No. You'd rather, you'd rather play in, say, 95 degrees or 45 degrees? 45's not that bad. 32. <laughs> Freezing temperature. 32, 32 <laughs> or 95? Yeah. 32 or 95, what, what are you choosing? 373 <laughs> degrees Kelvin. 
Kelvin. <laughs> Some random whatever it is. I don't know. 32 degrees or 95. Where'd you rather play? Probably 32. Who was like the biggest nerd on the team? Yeah, come on. Like, it doesn't be, like, doesn't be just about smart. It's just about liking weird, like, like, I like Star Wars a lot. Or, like, liking, like, you know, something that's, come on. What do you, what do you think? She's gonna kill me, but Macy, probably. Yeah? Why? I, I don't know. She just, like, she just kind of does her own thing, kind of. I don't know. Okay. I, if I had to choose, I, I would say her, but there's probably some people that I don't know very well that could probably. Any other superlatives on the team that you feel would fit? And, like, how about funniest? Sonia? Yeah. Maybe. She's just like, she's like funny, but she doesn't know she's funny. That's the best kind of funny. <laughs> it really is. Speaking of funny, this was fun. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>as you were saying earlier kind of Iowa's defense is going to need to be fresh especially against an Illinois team that believe it or not has put up 30 points per game over the last four contests um obviously that's a little bit inflated with their the 48 they dropped um against Indiana last week um but it's not like these have come against complete scrubs of competition you know you had uh Maryland Wisconsin Minnesota Indiana okay Wisconsin Minnesota pretty good teams you know for 21 27 that's more than what Iowa's put up. Um, but, yeah, I think um, they got new quarterback, um, John Paddock. He started the last two games. Um, or not started. He started He started last week against Indiana, and then against Minnesota, he came in with about late in the fourth quarter, and he led the game-winning touchdown drive. Yeah, that's what what's unique about Illinois is they utilize two quarterbacks a lot of the time. Um, so that's... That's going to be something I, I guess the, the defense has to adjust to. But um, I think just, just heading into this game, I mean, Illinois has some momentum. They've won, I think, three out of their last four. But um, I just think Iowa's defense is too good and just too good, especially in Kinnick. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Altmaier might not play Saturday. I mean, he didn't. He didn't play last week against Indiana. I don't think. But uh, yeah, Paddock, five hundred and seventy yards passing. That's you won't be seeing that at Iowa City anytime soon. Also, um, it is Senior Day against Illinois this weekend. Um, Iowa has twenty seniors on the roster. Some are sixth, fourth, fifth, and sixth years. The sixth years are Noah Shannon, Nico Regani, and. I think the fourth one is, um, it might be Nick Jackson, though, I think. I know the, the three that came back that said that they were going to come back is Joe, Noah Shannon, and Nico. Okay, I just don't go to okay. Come back okay. as in next year? No. no, no, no. They said before year. this year that they were coming back for their last year. Okay. So it is, it's senior day on Saturday against Illinois. Um, Iowa, Iowa will honor 20 seniors before the game, and Kirk did say on Tuesday that Noah Shannon would definitely be involved with the senior day festivities so he'll get to run out of the tunnel um and hopefully get a huge applause from the crowd oh I'm sure um 
but yeah, and then there's guys like Tory Taylor, um, Jay Higgins, which Tory Taylor, Jay Higgins, Kyler Fisher, Quinn Schulte, all those guys have an opportunity to come back next year. Um, Tory Taylor did say on Tuesday, though, that um, this will be his last year um, playing in college. He is 26, um, and I, I believe he has aspirations of playing in the NFL, but um, yeah, he said he will not be using his sixth year of eligibility. All the other guys like Quinn and Jay, um, they all, Sebastian Castro, they all said they really haven't thought about it yet, um, but that's usually what they say. That's usually kind of an end of the season thing in December where you sit down with your coaches and kind of talk through different scenarios. Yeah, what stuck out to me about coming back for a sixth year, what Kirk said on Tuesday, he was like, if you're going to come back for a sixth year, don't come back because you want a pat on the back. Like, you're going to be coached. That just what stuck out to me about him. Like, there's no, no special treatment, you know? He specifically said, don't come back if you want us to kiss your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't, I saw something on Twitter, like, was he talking about someone specifically? I don't think so. Um, no. I don't think he was at all. That really wasn't a context around it. Um, I think he was just being real. Like, no, no six-year guys get special treatment. And if you're not performing well, younger dudes are going to play instead of you. Yeah, even shouted out Riley Moss, um, the guy who came back for his sixth year. Kirk said he was one of the first guys in the field in the spring, worked his butt off, still started, and, you know, he's, he's in the league now. So that sixth year can be valuable. And on Tory Taylor, um, with uh, four games left, um, you know, with the, well, never mind. Um, on, on such a Tory Taylor, you know, Kirk, it's not his favorite punter of all time. His favorite is Reggie Roby, who I don't know who that is. I should know who he is. Kind of do you know who Reggie Roby is? No. No? But, yeah, Kirk no. said that <laughs> he could have got all uh, first Big Ten, all Big Ten first team at several different positions. So, I have no idea who that is. That was way before my time. Yeah. Before our time. Apparently, he did not have the access to social media, though. At least we, we know it was before then, because according to Kirk, if Reggie Roby had social media, he'd be just as popular as Tory. Yeah, he said he would have a few ray gun shirts like Tory does and have the loudest ovation when his name is introduced in the starting lineups. Just won't have that Australian accent, though. That's hard Sorry, to beat. Tyler. It's hard to beat. Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> Reginald Henry Roby was an American professional football player who was a punter in the NFL for 16 seasons during the 80s and 90s. Played for Iowa, consensus All-American, professionally for the Dolphins, Redskins, Buccaneers, Oilers, and 49ers. Died of a heart attack in 2005. That's a shame. At 43. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Forty-five point four yards ranks among college football's best and is still a school record. Career average. Yeah, I think Tory Taylor's is like forty-four. I think it's close to that. Tory's. He was eleven of twenty-seven in field goal attempts. It's terrible. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't a kicker. He was a punter. Was also given the kickoff duties and routinely kicked the ball through the uprights at Iowa. Oh wow, that should be that should be an extra point. They gotta make that rule. Twenty-eight of thirty-four for point after attempts. We shouldn't have been that. He's taking great. on, but like, <laughs> no punter should also be the kicker. That that's that's too that's too much responsibility. 
He was drafted by Major League Baseball's Cincinnati Reds, but chose to attend college. What what do you play as a baseball position? Mm, Pitcher. Oh. He's got a leg and an arm. Yeah, there you go. This guy is an athlete. He is. And then a few more notes about the Illini, you know, the state school of Colin and I. Come on. No, yeah. No, no. No love for you. You of I. No. No I love. I wouldn't let my dog go to university. Though. Wow. I've never actually seen the campus. My friend. Me neither. That's why I wouldn't. Apparently, let my I have dog to take the go. bus everywhere. It kind of sucks. But you have to take the bus everywhere. Yeah. Can bus. I don't think they call it the can bus. What do they call it? I have no idea. I'm not even going to start okay. to think about it. Okay. Because it's going to have something to do with a fighting line, and then it's just going to go south from yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, uh, Illinois, the actually, uh, receiver Isaiah Williams leads the Big Ten in receptions. He has more catches than Marvin Harrison Jr. Did not know that. The more you know. Context. Context. How many touchdowns? How many, many touchdowns? How many yards? Um. Oh, he ranks. Oh, well, he's actually. Unfortunately, Isaiah. Marvin Harrison is 1,063, and Williams has 893. So, I mean. Well, you know, who's throwing to him, though, at the same time? Does he have Calvin Court throwing to him? No, he does not. How many touchdowns? I have no idea. Uh, I'm trying to look here. Uh, oh, he leads the Big Ten in yards after the catch with 474. 474 yards after the catch? Yes. So if you ask me, the yards after the catch is what the receiver does. Am I, ri- am I right? That's uh, the true. receiver catches the ball. But, like, doesn't. But, like, after the play, it's just him. There's no quarterback helping him out. What if he doesn't catch the ball? Sometimes it's on the quarterback. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, and moving on from receiver, I also got to point out, this is fun how Illinois does. They have the, the law firm at uh, on the defensive line. They call it the law firm. Uh, okay, Monica Sinano and Kaylin Clark. I thought you were going to say Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> they're stealing it. That, Wait, oh, did they, they put a trademark on it? I don't know. Clark and Sinano. That sounds like a law firm. That, what, that, that was that their was, nickname. That, that was, yeah. Really? I didn't yes, know that. Yes, they had yes. a whole Reagan t-shirt they in the did. law firm. Well, Reagan should trademark that, or they can go what? ahead and sue Illinois right now. Matt, what's Monica's last name? Cezano. Hmm. Cezano. What? What? Just so, like Arrington it's, Breckenridge. It's... Oh, gosh. I don't know where... Am I saying it wrong? Cezano. Cezano? Cezano. Cezano? You don't say the Z. And what's oh, our photographer's gosh. name? What's his first name? <laughs> God, what is it? What is it? It's A Y R T O N. All right, how do you pronounce it? Don't know. How do you pronounce I, it? I can't. Like, so, what do you spell his name out? I, I'm also get his afraid to say his name. Yo, A Y T R T O N. A Y R T O N. You say it. Ayrton. 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 Arrington. It's hard to say. No, it's not. It's Ayrton. Ayrton Breckenridge. Ayrton. That's better. Charles Monroe calls him Arton. Okay, well, always better than that. Arton. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He's one of the best photographers we have. Check out his work. All right, so now we're just going to do rapid fire. We're going to try and decide if these players who have eligibility left are going to come back next year or not. Um, I guess I'll read the names and you guys can decide yes okay. or no. Jay Higgins. No. Yeah, he leaves. Logan Lee. Leaves. He leaves. Quinn Schulte. Stays. He stays. Castro. Stays. He yeah, he'll probably stay. Enough, he have the, yeah, he he's having a great season. If he puts one he has more the good potential, year. but... Yeah. Kyler Fisher. Stays. Haven't heard enough about him. Yeah, I don't know if he can... Hot take, Sebastian but. Castro. If he stays on the path that he's on right now, he could be our next 
Cooper DeGene, Riley Moss. It's not your real hot yes. take. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. And then after that, it's going to be Xavier, yeah, Xavier Wampa after yeah. that. Yeah. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> well, since we neglected to do score predictions last week, unfortunately, because I picked Rutgers to win, it was going to be 14-13 Rutgers, and I was been I would have been dead wrong. So, But I'm honest enough to admit when I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, score predictions. I don't want to go first. All right, I will. Okay. 24 to 3 Iowa. Uh, okay. Wow. Domination. What's the uh, over under? Or I not over under. What's the spread? I think it's like I, I, it's like Iowa either three and a half or four and a half. There's no way they're touchdown favorites. Do we have an over under? Over under. I'm going to take a guess at it. I think it's going to be. Give me like 33. Three and a half is the spread. 30 and a half. Thirty the and total. a half. Thirty and a half is 30 the total. Oh. That's tempting. Um, over. No, no, it's not. Never mind. My mine still hits the. Under. Yeah, it's still the. Hit. <laughs> Can it come to go Iowa? Say probably a rushing touchdown and a throwing touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in quite some time. I'm gonna That's go week two, I think. twenty-seven to fourteen, Iowa. Okay. Run, one one rushing touchdown, one throwing touchdown at like the two yard line on like a play action pass, Give and me. then I'm gonna go Cooper DeGene pick six. Okay. Uh, give me Iowa. Oh man. Iowa twenty, Illinois six. There you go. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> This episode of Press Box Banter was hosted by Kenna Roaring, Colin Voxmeyer, and Matt McGowan, and produced by Natalie Dunlap.